It is a Monday night in Snohomish County. It's time for Prep Sports Weekly here from downtown Never. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis this evening. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm back, so it's kind of nice. After You're back from a long trip? My first road trip of the uh, the Aqua Sox season, so we, we managed to get six games in, in in Hillsborough, Oregon. I was a little surprised. But, that was beautiful, Hillsborough. Hillsborough, Oregon was nice. It, it was a lot nice. It's a lot nicer when your baseball team that you're uh-huh. – Calling games for scores twenty nine runs in two days rather than the uh, the first four games where you're losing heartbreakers every night. So, but it, it was a good time, good trip, fun group of guys, and uh, I'll put a little plug in for the Everett Aqua Sox. It's going to be a fun season over at Funco Field. There's a lot of funs in there, yeah. uh, so certainly encourage folks to get out and check that team out. Uh, there's there's some guys that can play. Today's show right here brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County PUD, Dave and Buster's, Everett Engineering. Marysville Toyota and most steer clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission. Who have we assembled? We got some company tonight. We do. We're uh, we're going to have three different segments on the show tonight. We're uh, in just a moment here. We've got the uh, Lake Stevens Vikings baseball team, Wesco 4A. There's only five teams in the league right now, so they uh, getting a little later start in league play. So they had a three game series uh, this past week. First three game series of the season, and these guys right here. Three of the seniors are in the house with us. The three captains. All they did was swept Glacier Peak, a pretty good team in their own right. We had the Glacier Peak guys on last week. So uh, Lake Stevens, did we jinx them? I told them I didn't think that was the case. I didn't want to worry these guys, and you probably just got it in their head now. So now I'm <laughs> really nervous. But, no, we, I told them uh, we've had times where that's happened, and we've had other times where we have a guest on, and two weeks later they're state champs. So uh, I like to think that wasn't the case. I like to think that it's just a matter of these guys going out and taking care of business last there week. There so the Lake Stevens Vikings went out and got a huge three-game sweep. You only play nine regular regular season games. You play three three-game series. So uh, it was a big thing for these guys. So we'll talk to them about that here in just a moment. Coming up on the show later tonight, we're going to hear from Dave Weller. He is the track and field coach at Snohomish High School. They've got the big Eason Invitational coming up this week. I think 90-plus schools, 1,400-plus athletes. It's uh, one of the larger track and field events in the state every year. Yeah. This is a, an event that's been going on for over three decades now. So we'll talk to Dave about that and get some of the, the details and find out who's going to be there this weekend. Should be a fun time. And then later on in the show, we've got more guests coming into studio. They're actually probably wrapping up practice just a few minutes ago, and they're in route right now. We're going to have the head coach and three players from the Edmonds Woodway soccer team, boys soccer team, new head coach this year, Jason Hansen. They are currently 10-0-0 in league play. They're atop Wesco. The other undefeated team in Wesco, Shorewood, they play each other later this week. So Ooh. that should be a fun conversation. There you go. Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz In Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and Move Fitness. Let's talk about the Vikings. Yeah, let's uh, let's bring these guys on right now. We're going to have them, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, give me a thumbs up. Three team captains here, correct? Three, I got three thumbs ups. Uh, three team captains. Let's go ahead and have them introduce themselves. Give us your name and what positions you play on the baseball team. We'll start right right over here. Hi, oh, I guess it would it would help if I turn their microphones on, right, Tom? There you go. We, we've 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 gone through this before. You think after all this time? Okay, cool. Let's try this again. Hi, I'm Cole Becker. I play catcher and pitcher. I'm Colin Bazizo. I play center field. I'm TK Perkins. I play third base and catch. So the uh, the three guys here that all coming off a good week, all uh, taking care of business. And, and Cole, let me just ask you about this. You guys play, and I know we had a similar conversation with Glacier Peak last week, and I, I know I was talking to Coach Blair at, over at GP about this too. Kind of a weird situation. You guys only have th- really three other teams in your league this year. I, I said four earlier, but one of them opted out. So really it's just you guys 
it's Glacier Peak, it's Jackson, it's Kamiak. You play all these non-conference games leading up to what transpired last week. How difficult is that to go through that first month and a half of the season or so and to try to stay focused on what ultimately is going to come about? Well, I think the, the non-conference games are actually probably more beneficial than, than, than hurtful because we, give, we get all those games to prep and get all, the, get all the rust off and work through the mistakes that we make because uh, ultimately those games don't really matter until league games. So all those mistakes we can we can iron out and fix before our, the games actually matter in league play. So, Colin, he mentioned that it's easy to – I mean, it's a nice chance to kind of iron out the mistakes, but at the same time, do you have to kind of remind yourself that, hey, we still want to come out here to win these games, even if they don't count ultimately towards us getting to the, the by-district playoffs? These are still important to us? Yeah, 100%. Like, you don't want to go out and lose, so we, we still give it our all, but at the same time, like – you always got to remember that you still have those league games that are coming up, and it's just opportunities that allow us to, like Cole said, get that rust off and just play our game. TK, does it allow you guys maybe also opportunities to try things you maybe otherwise wouldn't, knowing that, hey, the games are ultimately going to really matter in March. Let's go ahead and experiment with this or experiment with that. Does it give you guys a little more of a chance? Oh, yeah, definitely. It allows for us to change up the lineup and you know try out a few plays that you know some would think just wouldn't happen on a baseball field but we have the ability to do that in that first month and a half where we can just play around and see how things work so Cole favorite moment from maybe the non-league schedule did you guys have a favorite game or a favorite thing you got to experience um I just think it was pretty cool to bring up a JV player see what he can do see how he uh uh Luke Morris he was started on JV started for them shoved so we gave him a chance and he came out and he did his job you know he got three K's and now he solidified a spot on our roster. And I just thought it was cool to see, you know, in a non-league, in a non-league game, giving this guy this chance and him capitalizing on it. it was pretty cool. Nice. Colin, Colin, what about you? Did you have a favorite moment from those games or maybe a favorite team that you got to play that maybe in another year you wouldn't have gotten a chance to? Um, I think, uh, so, uh, three-year varsity player, like, we've played Snohomish. I think we played them last year, and we might have played them the year before, and we still hadn't beat them until this year. So it was super nice to beat our cross-city rivals. Like, yeah. Neighbors. And Wesco's big enough, TK, to where you still get to play plenty of the other teams around here, too. So kind of nice to go in and experience some of those those games, too. I'm guessing baseball, it's kind of a small, tight-knit community in, community in Snohomish. I would assume you guys know a lot of the guys on the other teams. So is that kind of the case? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of friendly rivalry, rivalries throughout the, throughout the league. And being able to travel and uh, see how these guys play for high school when I know I'll probably be playing them during the summer, too, for summer league. It's always fun. So tell us about GP, Cole. Um, Three-game sweep, obviously. I'm sure you guys went in there thinking three would be nice. You'd like to get two even. Uh, tell me about the, uh, the the games last week and just the importance of them and what it meant to get those victories for you. So at first, you know, I was supposed to be first-day starter on Tuesday, so I was all prepped up for that. And then we get hit with actually we're having a doubleheader on Wednesday. And uh, if you're a baseball player, you know how hard doubleheaders are, especially when you go be- win that first one. you st- you got to keep the energy up and keep the motivation to steal the second. So... Since we were able to go out and steal the first two on the first day, we came in the next day feeling good. So it's just, it's always nice to win a doubleheader and then finish them off and get that third from them. So did you pitch in game one of the first game of the doubleheader? I did, yeah. So now do you then catch on game two after you get done pitching on a game? Or does that pretty much put you out for the day, or where are you at? So I was supposed to just take it easy and play third the rest of that game, but mm-hmm. TK was having some stomach issues, so I had to step in and actually catch. <laughs> so, But it wasn't too bad. We only, we only played five innings the first game because we got to ten run them, so... <laughs> It wasn't too bad on the arm. How, how tough is that? I mean, obviously you go in there. I don't. How many pitches did you throw? Do you know? Uh, sixty game one. I threw sixty pitches. Okay, so as far as being able to gun somebody down going to second, is that does that change the the way maybe in which you're able to do that or in your ability or? Usually, it just um, 
usually take it easy during warm-ups and just try and try and keep my arm as healthy as I can but it wasn't too bad um kind of worried if I do that again going going forward how that would make my arm feel but it wasn't too bad no it worked out okay Colin how about you I mean what was that like for, to get that double header and got to be nice to uh, to do two games in one day especially coming off a of victory knowing that Hey, at least we already have those two kind of in the back pocket. No matter what happens the rest of the week. Yeah, like as an outfielder for doubleheaders, it's not as hard because I'm only throwing maybe one or two um, balls in a game. So it's really just for me, it's just being able to stay focused because it's it's two games of possibly not even getting a baseball. So it's it's mostly just sitting in the outfield, just waiting for something to happen. Right. TK, how are you feeling now? Uh, I'm feeling lost. <laughs> Uh, so, did you get how many games did you get to play? Then were you having a little trouble that day? Or? Uh, well, I ended up playing all three games, but uh, first game I caught caught the whole game, but uh, wasn't feeling too good. Uh, took a little mid game hiatus to try and clear the system. In the real quick. Yeah, in the <laughs> uh, so then had to take the second game a little bit lighter. Didn't play in the field, but. It turned out all good. I mean, I had a good day. Team had a great day. So. I, I'm going to get a little ahead of myself here because in a moment I was going to have you guys kind of talk about each other. But since you caught that day, tell me about the performance of Cole Becker. Oh, Cole Becker. That, that performance was amazing. Kid came out just – he'd thrown like usual, you know. He's always someone we can uh, count on to come out, throw, have a great outing, you know. <laughs> throwing, a, throwing a good, you know, five innings at least. And that's all we needed that day, so – it was an amazing outing by Cole, you know. We're always thankful for it. Did, did you get a complete game five inning in there? Yeah, complete five inning game, two hits, uh, one run, because I did give up a home run, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> hey, you got the W. That's what ultimately matters. Well, let's kind of have you guys go down the line. We got a little taste of it there, but Cole, tell me a little bit about Colin. What what kind of a center fielder, what kind of a teammate? Colin's a stud. He's, he's kind of like a vacuum out there. Everywhere he goes, the ball just ends up in his in his glove. Uh, he does have a tendency to steal balls from left and right field just because he's got the ability to go get go out there and get them. But not only is he a great fielder, but having his bat in the lineup, is, is it's it's amazing. Like We know if he's up, he's probably going to get on. So it's good to have him in, in three holes, especially now that he's behind me. If I get on base, I know I'm probably going to score because he's going to put ball in play. special. <laughs> CB squared, that's what we call it. Cause yeah. Earlier in the season, it was me and then him, and then we just switched places. So I'd hit a double, and he did a double to get me in. So, so the CB to the CB, okay, I got you. Any any other CBs on the team, or uh, just, us, just just you two? Okay, that's all. That's all you need right there yeah. in the middle heart of the lineup. We'll call him. Tell me about TK Perkins. <sighs> TK is resilient, man. Like he goes like the other day, he was sick. He's throwing up right next to me, and he goes out and hits a triple. Like. I don't. I don't really know what else to say other than that. He's just. He's one of the most resilient guys I know. He's solid at third base. Nice glove. And if we need him to, he can come out and pitch. But he's also a great catcher, and his ability to lead our team is phenomenal. Like these two, both phenomenal leaders. Triple, you generally need a little speed too. Does he have some wheels? Yeah, he takes after his brother. He's got some wheels. Uh, he, I think he might probably lead the team in triples, don't you? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, <laughs> taking after brother. TK, did we? Uh, we already had you kind of talk about Cole a little bit. Did we leave anything out? What kind of a give us a scat? I mean, give us a scouting report without giving too much away. What what are uh, what are the main pitches there? Can um, we can we main can we, pitches? I mean, when you step in the box, you got to be able to expect you know a little high heat. Cole Becker, he's always coming in chucking it, but but then if you get too set on that high heat, then he's gonna break you off with a curveball. You know, and that thing's gonna come right at you, and then it's gonna go right in the zone. But then you start looking at the curveball, you're getting you're getting a slider. That thing will start at you, end up in the other batter's box. Kid is dangerous. Is that something you've had for a while in your arsenal, or is it something? I've usually just been a two-pitch guy, just fastball, curveball. But 
um, sophomore year, started working in a slider, and uh, I think I got control of it now. And uh, working in a changeup this year too, which I think is pretty effective. And we should, uh, before we start talking about your teammates, I did want to ask you and I were talking before we started the interview. I've seen you on the football field many times. You're thinking about being a multi-sport athlete in college. That's that's not an easy road. So talk a little bit about what your plan is for next year. Yeah, so um, I'm committed to play both baseball and football at Pacific Lutheran University in Parkland, Washington. Um, uh, that's something I probably I didn't think was possible coming up senior year, but you know um, I got an offer for football. They offered me for baseball. Talk with the coaches. You know they, they they made it seem like a real possibility, something they'd support, and so. When it's baseball season, I'm going to be playing baseball. When it's football season, I'm going to be playing football. And uh, the coaches are going to respect the, respect me during that season and not make me do too much or put too much work on my shoulders. So uh, I know it's going to be hard, but I think it's something I can do, Great. something I, I'm excited to do. Colin, what about you? Any plans for next year yet? I'm currently signed to go play at Everett. So okay, one or two years JUCO ball and then transfer somewhere else. Heading over there to play for the Trojans. A lot of lot of good ball coming out of there. So. Yeah, I watched that uh, Aqua Sox Trojan game. <laughs> it was it was hard to root for both sides, but it was a fun game. I, I hear, it, and we were trying to root for both sides too, knowing a lot of those athletes on on both sides of the equation here. Uh, TK, what about you? Do you have any uh, plans yet for next year? Uh, I'm also signed to go to Everett uh, next year. Uh, hope to only only stay one year because plan goes best. I'm going on to something bigger and better. But if I stay for two, I'll be glad for that because I know Everett's a great place to be. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Tell us a little bit about some of your teammates. Cool. I'm going to start with you. You're the you're the pitcher. Who are some of the other guys we're watching on, on the mound this year? Um, our three starters is Wyatt Queen, me, and then Seth Mahler. Um, and when we play, they got to be prepared for the one, two, three punch. You know, um, all three of us are have our respective skills. Wyatt throwing 90 miles per hour, me coming with different different pitches, and Seth just coming out doing what he does, dotting the ball, also also throwing pretty hard. You know, I don't think many teams can say they have three studs that that can start every game or can consistently go four or five innings every game. But I can, I confidently say we do. Um, just. Both those guys are—they're crazy good at what they do, and I have full confidence in them. And it's also fun to catch them because I don't have to do much work. You know, they just throw the ball to the mitt, and that's what they got to do. <laughs> How's the bullpen looking? Bullpen's pretty good. We got a couple, couple young guys, but we also got a bunch of POs who are, are coming out, throwing every day. That's their job. And when our arms do get tired, we do near our bullpen. They come in, they come in, they capitalize. So they do their job. Okay, Colin, I'm going to ask you about the outfield. Give us some, uh, some names, some of the guys out there with you. Uh, we had a four-man rotation going, and we. Uh, yeah, we had a four-man four man rotation, but we had some injuries, which took one of our guys out. So right now it's Trey Nance in left, me in center, Bryce Moser in right, and then we had also Braden Smith, who's trying to rehab to come back so we can get him back. But for the most part, it's just us, me, Trey, and uh, Bryce Moser. Solid group out there? Yeah, we don't get to do a lot because of the, the, the pitchers. So <laughs> they don't get a lot of balls hit out to us, but when they, when they are out there, be sure we're going to catch them. How about at the plate? Can some of those guys rake a little bit? Yeah, we have a solid squad. Our... Our top of the lineup is definitely like pro- maybe one of the best in Wasco. We p- consistently put the ball in play, drive in runs, stuff like that. And even the guys in the lower half, like they come through clutch a lot of the time. So I, we, we, everybody has conf- confidence in everybody. Okay, very nice. And then TK, you play a lot of third base, so let's let's hear from some of the other infielders. Oh, our infield, I, I think our depth is probably the best depth in all of Wesco because we got guys that could play anywhere. I mean, started off just like one of our key spots is Aspen Alexander. He's a little sophomore that came up last year. He was working on JV as a freshman. You know, he was making big moves just then. And then this year he comes out for us. He's in 
top of the lineup. He's raking. I want to say he's hitting something like 450. He's up there right now, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely. I think he's leading Wesco currently in batting average. It's something crazy like that. But then in the field too, he's silky smooth. You know, he'll make just about every play. Uh, what position? Got, uh, he's playing shortstop for us mainly. He might play a little bit second base. You know, he'll move around. He just fits any role. And who are the other guys on the right side of the field? Uh, right side of the field. Over the line, over the uh, diamond. We got Jared Hardy, uh, Hayden Villasenor, though. He's injured right now. He's coming back to work for us. And then we got Seth Mahler, who will also play second base. You know, all three of them guys, they're smooth, too. They really know how to turn a uh, double play. Uh, they'll field any ball. And then we got Cody working at first. You know, he's a real committed guy. He's been working, working real hard all three years, you know, knowing him all my life. Kid is one of the most determined players you'll ever meet. He's out there before anyone, and then he'll stay after, always working on his game. So we've had Coach White on the on the show before. We've never had – it's been a while since we've had Lake Stevens players, I think. Tell us a little bit about Coach. Maybe I'll, I'll start with you, Cole. Give, give me a few words on what kind of a coach Coach White is. Uh, coming in sophomore year, uh, getting coached from him, he's kind of he's kind of a scary dude at first, you know, because he, he's super determined and he's very strict on the field. But he expects, he expects excellence from us, and that's something that we needed from him. Um, junior year, he took a little bit of a step back, let us take a little bit of control, but still still being the coach and the leader that we needed. Um, he's guiding us in the right direction. He's preparing us every day. And uh, senior year, he's kind of he kind of pulled us aside and said, it's kind of on us this year. We've been here three years. we got to start leading the team. we we got to start running practices. we got to start being leaders. So I th- um, him putting the trust in us to take a step back and let us run the show and then him, him guide us along the way is something I really appreciate it because I think it's something I'm going to need in the future. Learn how to learn how to lead a group of guys and do do what we need to do. So, Coach White, you know he's just great. He just knows knows what to say, when to say it, and what how to how to get us ready for, for every game. Well, and Colin, he lets you guys have fun when you need to. Also, right, you were showing me earlier, you guys do some videos that you put on Instagram after games. Talk a little bit about that. And C- Coach uh, participates every so often, right? Yeah. So he likes to get involved with pregame. Usually, it's the uh, after the plate meeting comes down runs down the line we've had him do bowling where he rolls into us and we fall down like bowling pins then we've had him take a turn we've had him try and do cpr in first base which he ended up failing miserably <laughs> it, was, it was funny but what was he actually giving cpr to the base um, itself he, he well we didn't exactly tell him in time so he mm-hmm. kind of ran over the base and he, he kind of killed the base so. okay <laughs> yeah. but um yeah we he lets us have fun like the the atmospheres at practices are always good. Like it's intense and you get your work done, but you also have fun doing the same thing, which is a really good environment. You get your best work done while you're having fun. So, mm-hmm. T, uh, TK, how about the uh, the assistants? I one of these names, by the way, I, he's listed as a volunteer. Is Connor Bardo around? Oh yes, he is. We've we've had him on the show back in the day when he was a quarterback for uh, for Lake Stevens. So talk a little bit about having Connor and maybe some of the other guys around and what they mean to the team. Uh, so we got two Connors with us for assistance. We got Connor Olmstead and uh, Connor Bardu. Both of them played and graduated from Lake Stevens High School. Uh, both of them are young guys, which I think is really good for us as they got the they got the life that some of the older coaches don't have. You know, they're real energetic and they understand what we're going through as they just got done with their careers. So. They can they can really connect with us and help us learn and better ourselves. And then, one of, I say, I can say one of our favorite coaches, uh, Mr. Novak. Novak, Novak's Novak. a goat. He's an he's an old man, but we're so <laughs> grateful for him. He's been, he's been around the program for a real long time. Real knowledgeable guy. Uh, he's always man in third base for us. You know, he, he's got a strong arm. Always ready to send someone home. You know, he's just a real great guy all around. I'm curious, who's your favorite, you guys' favorite um, big league players? TK, start with you. 
Big league guys, I mean, sadly, my favorite, just retired, but my favorite player was Yadier Molina. Okay. Wow. Okay. Solid move there. How about you? Um, man, best kind of feeling in the game, Mike Trout. Trout? Yeah. Okay, then Cole? As of right now, you know, I got to I gotta put respect on his name. I've hated on him for the past couple of years, but Jared Kelnick's probably my favorite right now, just seeing him explode. Well, got to throw a Mariner in. Yeah. Like it. And before we go any further, too, uh, you mentioned some of the coaches. Did we get all of them in? There's a couple others. Which probably uh, yeah, we the no, the most notable guy that we picked up this year was Bardo. He came in as a hitting coach, and he's he's been essential for us as a hitting core because last year we didn't have much direction in that. But this year he's really come in, and he's allowed us to play our game, but also have top tier coaching. Okay, so. Just want to make sure we got all those guys in before we left that topic. Tell me about Floga. Oh, Floga. Who, who wants to go there? Floga. <laughs> I think you got that, Colin. Uh, so we do uh, – well, before the season, we did uh, morning lifts before, before school. So we'd show up around 6.45 and get in there and either get a lift in or what we call Floga, which was yoga named – or uh, yoga instructed by a guy named Flo. So it it uh, it evolved to being called Floga because there were these random poses, Chaturanga, the flying camel, and all so these – So many inside jokes created by this guy. And, and yeah. Flo, Flo's on the – he's on the YouTube, right? Yeah, he's, he's not a guy YouTube. coming into yeah, your room no, and no. – White, White puts it up on the screens in the weight room that we're fortunate to have, and we, we get in there, get our work done, and go to school. So, so Cole, is that working for you? Is that uh, what's what's the Floga done for your your game? I actually, my hip mobility has increased greatly from from Floga. You know, I came in and I was stiff. I don't just having to catch and then pitch right after. It's it's tough on the legs, but I, those mornings where we did Floga, I felt ready to go. So. TK, I mean. As a guy who's never done yoga before, like just the thought of it at first, it was some, it was a little outlandish. Thinking, oh, I got to wake up at six forty-five to go to yoga. But then <laughs> after after seeing it through and doing it, it's actually so relieving, and it's so much fun when you're surrounded by a group of guys that you know you love your family. So having everyone, seeing everyone fail miserably at many of these poses. <laughs> do, do you have a favorite pose at this point? Oh, flying camel. Flying camel is pretty fun. Yeah, okay. yeah, flying camel. It's it's not like typical yoga either. Like it's 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 sure it's stretching, but you're also doing these poses that are like physically challenging. So you're you're activating your muscles and while also getting stretching in. So Tom, you and I can wait till way after the show to try the flying camel. Or yeah, but it's called no, I, I, yoga. I think if I try the flying camel, I probably won't get back up. But <laughs> well, again, and we should talk a little bit too. You guys have six games left on your schedule. Three against Kamiak, three against Jackson. Jackson's also undefeated. I think are they they're playing GP this week then, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so some big game. Do you guys do a lot of scoreboard watching during the week this time of year? Uh, we get informed by the coaches. We try not to worry about what other schools are doing. Trying to focus on ourselves. Two uh, two of the three home games or three of the three games against Kamiak scheduled for at home. Uh, how much do you enjoy playing at Lake Stevens? Ooh, I love playing at Lake Stevens. I mean, as an infielder. You always love playing on dirt infields, but as we're in Western Washington, you're not always going to see the best uh, conditions to be playing. So when you can always uh, count on having a turf infield, that's going to be play the same no matter if it's raining or uh, shining. It's great playing at home, especially because it's just you're just comfortable. I like playing at home just because um, past couple of years we didn't have a big turnout, but this year we have a consistent fan base and crowd that show up and support us, and I'm just appreciative that people take time out of their day to come watch us play. You're seeing that come back around this year? Yeah, seeing more students and more friends come out to support. Usually around COVID time when I first started playing for the high school, it was just parents and grandparents, but now we actually have peers come out to watch and support, and it's, it's been great to see. Well, and you guys haven't exactly picked the uh, the spring with the ideal weather either, so we got to think if we start to get a little warmer here in the next couple of weeks before the season ends, 
that might even increase even more so, right? Hopefully. And, and cool for pitching in the rain and in the cold. Are you? Uh, is that is that difficult for you? You might have another one this week. So. Yeah, it's it's never easy, but growing up in Washington, you're kind of kind of trained to grip the ball a little bit harder and release it at a different point. So it's not impossible, but it's definitely easier if the weather's much nicer. Yeah, well, so far so good. Again, these guys coming off of three straight wins over Glacier Peak. And, oh, by the way, we should point out 13-1, to which would have been the game that Cole pitched in. Six to one for the second game of the doubleheader, a four-three game on Friday. You guys have won what four in a row now, five of your last six overall. Very impressive season for these guys, and they're looking to continue it this week. Three against Kamiak this week, three against Jackson next week, and then uh, it's on to the by district. So we're looking forward to that. Cole, Colin, TK, thank you very much for coming in tonight. Uh, best wishes to you guys and the Lake Stevens Vikings, and uh, looking forward to following you the rest of the way. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. There you go. And we will come back with more Prep Sports Weekly coming up. We'll talk about the Eason Invitational Track Meet next right here on KRKO. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-0842. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering. Machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people, keeps the Puget Sound area growing, and now we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find employment opportunities and benefits at Everett Engineering engineering.com equal opportunity employer again everettengineering.com at krko now more than ever we all need to find a reason to smile 40 percent of couples say they do their laundry separately we do at our house to be fair we each have our own way of doing laundry she has her way and i do it wrong it's tim hunter morning six to nine on krko when you can use a little smile to start your day. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. In just four years, Marysville Toyota has earned the highest Google scores among all Metro Toyota dealers and is rated number one in customer satisfaction by Toyota in the Seattle Metro region. They're honored to support this community through our sponsorship of the Safeway Foundation, Pink the Rink, Make Strides Against Breast Cancer, the Strawberry Festival, the Marysville, Arlington, and Lake Stevens Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, and now the KRKO Marysville Toyota High School Player of the Game. Come experience the power of one. One price, one person, one hour. Go to MarysvilleToyota.com.
When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawnmower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eaglestad Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eaglestad. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw, or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of Broadcasting Western Conference High School Athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. I'm Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. Once a year, it's like clockwork. Well, it, for a long time it was. <laughs> then it wasn't, then it is. I say yeah. that with COVID and everything. But yeah, uh, the Easton Invitational coming up this week, uh, 33rd annual, I believe, over at Snohomish High School. A couple of years off due to uh, some other circumstances in 20 and 21. But uh, back last year, and now we're going to do it again this year, one of the top track and field events throughout the entire state, and it's right in our backyard. Joining us right now, the head coach for the Snohomish track and field team, Dave Weller. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming on again, and uh, it is that time of year again. I'm guessing this is a busy week for you. Oh, it is so busy. Every time you think uh, you're ahead of the game and got everything ready, your to-do list for this last week is just a couple pages long. So (laughs) it'll be busy, but it's going to be worth it for sure. Well, and before we get to what's going on on Saturday, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you guys added the hammer throw last year. Was that correct? So actually that was added way back in 2000-something by Tuck Janae. Oh, oh, it was. I was close. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was a big advocate for the hammer, and he – he set it up as an exhibition event, and it's just kind of grown, and it's been fun to watch the, uh, the event grow. So, so we just continue to the tradition. So the hammer throw is going to be on Friday night. Now, what about the steeplechase? How long has that been a part of the event? Yeah, so that's brand new this year. Okay, I got and, one right. <laughs> uh, there you go. So Jeff Sauer uh, up in Lakewood, up in Smoky Point area, you know, they have a they have a actual steeplechase, the water hazard there. And um, so, yeah, so we, we were talking to each other, and, and uh, we decided that for our meet, we would uh, run a steeple exhibition up at their place Saturday morning at 9 a.m., and then they host an invite the following Saturday, and we're going to host another hammer exhibition um, the Friday before that. And so uh, we're just kind of trying to team up and give some more opportunities for kids to get exposed to the hammer and the steeplechase. And just to remind everybody, that the hammer event and the steeplechase, for that matter, too, not sanctioned events mm-hmm. 
in the state of Washington, right? Correct. Yes. So now, does that does that enable some of the kids locally to to get a little more involved in it? Are there a lot of kids already doing that on the side? I guess through other USTA events, or or are you just yeah. So yeah. So we um, so there's some club. You know, there's a handful of coaches out there who are coaching kids up, um, and then they just in, the hammer is a little bit more established in Washington State. Um, there's events down in Olympia and South Sound, and then we're doing a couple up here. And then they actually have a state hammer championship uh, in the first weekend or uh, the weekend of the state meet. Um, they have a hammer championship for the state. So that's kind of cool outside of not WIA sanctioned, but still uh, really growing in interest here. So, so the hammer and the steeplechase, we've got exhibitions for that. And then on Saturday, things get really busy. Give us some of the nuts and bolts. How many schools have been invited? How many athletes? What's all going on at Snohomish Veterans Memorial on Saturday? Yeah, so we've got uh, we're going to be starting at 10 a.m. Uh, we've got 91 schools registered right now, um, so we'll we'll have about a hundred, uh, 1,400 athletes participating between Friday and Saturday, and uh, they're coming from all over. You know, uh, during COVID, we we miss seeing the Canadian teams, but uh, we've got about a half dozen Canadian teams coming back uh, this year, so that'll be fun to have them. We got some teams from Oregon coming back. And uh, so it's going to be some awesome competitions from about 10 a.m. till the time we leave, probably between 7 and 7.30. So do all these visiting teams, do they do gym floors or do they do hotels or staying with Grandma and Grandpa? What are they doing? Yeah, uh, most of them are doing hotels, yeah. Okay. So nine, nine, 91 schools, 1,400 athletes, nine hours. So, uh, again, a, a lot of final events coming up. Or are there a lot of preliminaries? I mean, to get that many athletes through, what, what does the day kind of look like? Kind of give us a little rundown. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So we have a morning session from 10 till about 2.30, and that's um, your prelims for the 100 and the um, 110 and 100 hurdles, the 200 meters. And then we run some open races, kind of like slower heats of the 400, 300 hurdles, uh, the 16, 3200. And then at the afternoon session, which starts at 3:30, um, we will start our final session. So that'll be the finals from the prelims in the morning, as well as those fast heats from those open races, like the 1600 and the 400, 300 hurdles, and so forth. Um, and then we'll also one one awesome thing about the Eastern is uh, we have the pole vault event on elevated runways in the middle of the field. So they're placed right along the 50-yard line, um, right in front of the spectators. And uh, that the pole vault will begin at 1 o'clock, both boys and girls, on those elevated runways. So it's really fun to feature uh, those kids and see those kids vault really high. Well, and especially since for, for folks that don't go to a lot of track and field events, sometimes at certain stadiums the pole vault's kind of pushed way off to the side in a almost on another field, and you're, you're kind of watching it from afar, aren't you? So this is really a, a big-time opportunity for people to see this. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I remember my own son, six years old, I'd, I'd take him with me to the state meets, and that's all he wanted to do was sit in front of the pole vault and watch the pole vault. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, very I cool. love it. Yeah, very cool event indeed. Now, and again, 91 schools, and you've got athletes coming in from, you already mentioned Canada, but in the past I know you've had out-of-state, you've had throughout the entire state of Washington – in some cases, it's almost a little bit of a showcase for what we might see in some of the finals at state this year. Only we're talking about multiple classifications, so in some ways, maybe even better fields. And when you get to certain events and finals, so what kind of uh, caliber of athletes are we looking at seeing in the finals this year? 
Yeah, uh, no, this it's going to be great. I'm super looking forward to the girls' 400, where we have uh, Meadowdale's Tressley Love going up against uh, a girl from Tacoma and a girl from Oregon City, all running about 47 in the 400. So that's going to be an awesome event. And then, uh, like you said, there's lots of classifications, I mean, all across the board. So I love seeing those smaller schools come in and with some great athletes and, and beating up on the big schools that we've got. Braylon Baker, who just uh, did phenomenal last year in the Eason from Bear Creek down in Redmond. So she's going to be running again in the 100 and 200. And, um, and then, of course, we have our Elite 800, one of our featured events, and uh, where we attract a lot of uh, great athletes running both boys and girls in the 800. So great events, a long day for anybody who wants to come out there and spend it from top to bottom. You can get there anytime you want, really, and take in as much as you like. For sure. If, if somebody is going to go, if mom or dad are listening right now and they're thinking about going and watching their kid and maybe spending a few hours there, food options, what are we – are you doing kind of the same thing you did last year? What's, what does that look like logistically? Oh, yeah. We're gonna, we've got, I think, eight food trucks that will be there. Um, so there's going to be food galore. Um, and just and a lot's going on, you know. I, I haven't even given any love to the throws events either, but you know the throws kind of have their own facility across the street, just north of the stadium, and uh, there's just an awesome vibe over there with the shot and disc and javelin. And we've put in some new facilities down there, and so it's just a spectacular place to go watch track and field. Does the ticket for the the main part of the uh, the stadium get you into the throws as well, or is that two different tickets? Absolutely, yeah. You get a hand stamp, and you can go either way. Um, we let our veterans in for free to show our appreciation to our veterans. Our seniors as well get in for free. So, um, you know, the admissions isn't there to make money. We, we just want to have people come and enjoy uh, the celebration of track and field that happens in Snohomish. Yeah, it's a really cool event. It's a big deal. If you have never been before, and right now I'm looking at the, the forecast, Saturday looks like the best day of the week. So certainly um, uh, yeah. folks need to get out there, watch the, these events. It's it's right up there with uh, with going to a state final, only it's here in Snohomish County. And I know, like I said, it's something you guys started a long time ago. It sounds like it got bigger even than last year. I think when we were had you on last year, you were around 80 schools and 1,200 athletes. So uh, is that just the fact that we're, we're another year removed from COVID and some of the schools are coming back around? Is that kind of what brought that number up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, e- it's easier to travel now with your teams. And, and so we're seeing some of those teams that didn't travel before um, able to travel now. So for sure. Yeah, outstanding. Hey, before we let you go, too, talk about your own team for a moment. I know you guys were, I think, were you down at Spark Stadium last week? Is that where it was? Yeah, absolutely. Had a tremendous day down there. Yeah, I noticed that. Talk a little bit about some of those results. Yeah, so uh, so we have uh, our 4 by 4 boys team. We'll talk about them first uh, with Kai Yoder and Brennan Cross and and uh, Parker and uh, Avery Keith uh, not only won the event, but uh, broke broke the meet record there and uh so it's going to be exciting to see them uh come back and run the four by four uh this week that'll be a great event um and then you know we have some girls do great too we've got adriana galvan throwing 114 in the disc ellie wetmore broke our girls junior javelin record with a toss of 112 nine uh and then we got some great uh, freshmen Kendall hammer and tyler gildersleeve styles I don't know if you recognize her name from basketball, but <laughs> uh, you know, usually, usually those basketball girls, uh, they come in and jump. She's out there throwing, uh, and uh, she's throwing in low 30s. Um, and so, it, there's just a lot of really neat kids uh, on our team doing really well right now. 
Well, and the fact that you had a, a record performance there for a meet that isn't quite as big as yours, but nonetheless, it, it still has like 50 or 60 schools there. That's a pretty big deal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It was a huge competitive meet, uh, and they're growing as well. And so it's great to see them grow. So we have kind of a we have a big meet down in the South Sound, and then we come up this weekend for a big meet in the North Sound. And, you know, we're attracting people from all over the state. So I think it's great for the sport. Oh, very good. Well, before we let you go, give us one more shout-out here for – the, the times of the starting events, where are the exhibition events, what times, and then what time on Saturday? Okay, so uh, 4 o'clock um, at the Throws area in Snomish. That's right across, just north of the stadium. That one's a free. That's Friday. Um, come watch the hammer up for Friday night, yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Saturday, everything kicks off at 10 a.m. And uh, $5 for an adult, and like I was saying earlier, free for our seniors and our veterans to come in and watch. Uh, the final session begins at 3.30 Pole vaulting begins at 1 if you're looking to see some main events. Um, and the throws and jumps will be going on um, starting at 10 a.m. as well going throughout the day. So um, we'll probably end around 7, a little bit after. Well, I don't mean to give too much away, but Tom's eyes did get bigger when you said eight food trucks. So <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that right there might sell a few people in coming out. So, Tom, Tom I think I know where to, I might find you Saturday. There you after. go. There you go. <laughs> Dave Weller uh, from Snohomish, the Easton Invitational coming up, a, a huge event. Certainly encourage folks to get out there. Uh, best of luck this weekend and throughout the rest of the season for you and the Panthers. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There we go. Once that a was... year, it's like clockwork. Well, it, for a long- and that was our visit with Dave Weller of Snohomish Track and the Eason Invitational coming up on Saturday. When we come back, we'll talk Edmonds Woodway Soccer coming up next right here, Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund has been serving the greater Puget Sound area with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top-rated glass companies in the area for quality, based on customer satisfaction. Glass by Lund is also a big supporter of the local community and has been a longtime sponsor of West Coast High School Sports. So next time you're in need for a window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, tabletop glass, residential or commercial, why not call a place that has glass in their name? For the past 56 years, Glass by Lund is scheduled free estimate go to glassbylund.com hi my name is ray my name is Shanice. my name is aaron hi my name is Haley. hi my name is brian and i've worked in move fitness for one year now when i come to work every morning i'm excited to start the day my favorite part about training my clients is helping them realize their full potential the energy and the environment of this gym i enjoy asking people how was your workout this is the kind of job i could do for the rest of my life i can't think of a better place to work come join the movement To learn more, go to movefitness.com. That's M-U-V fitness.com. Are you tired of long hospital stays and slow recoveries? Everett Bone and Joint, part of ProLiance Surgeons, offers a better way. Our state-of-the-art ambulatory surgery center provides faster healing times and better outcomes with a personalized approach to care and the latest technology at our disposal. We can get you in and out of surgery quickly and safely. Don't let the surgery slow you down. Visit us online at ebjproliancesurgeons.com to learn more about our ambulatory surgery center and schedule a consultation today. Building communities. That's a specialty of Smoky Point Concrete, and they're looking for some new people who share their vision. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit ReadyMix are hiring CDL drivers and non-drivers to grow the business and continue a proud tradition. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. Growing a team, building a community. Smoky Point Concrete, an equal opportunity employer. Contact Smoky Point Concrete for more information. 
Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Washington needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Enter the great indoors at David Buster's, now open in Linwood at the Alderwood Mall. Sports fans, grab your friends and family and watch the NFL, UFC, WWE, and more on their 40-foot wow wall. David Buster's, watch where winners watch. And gamers will love the classics like Papa Shot and Skee-Ball and also their hot new games like Top Gun Maverick and core games like Star Trek. Add more ding-ding-ding to your game day with more food and more screen at David Buster's in Linwood and online at davidbusters.com. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. You got you got a new set of company now. We do. We uh, we went from baseball earlier now to soccer. And, and by the way, if you're going to bring soccer guys in, how about bring guys in who have a 10, I was going to say 10-0-0 record in league play. I think it's 10-0-1 with one tie non-conference. Edmonds Woodway, the Warriors, brand new first-year head coach Jason Hansen joining us along with three of his players, one of which he lives with, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, before we introduce the guys, though, I did want to say hi to Jason, and full disclosure here, okay. Jason and I go back a ways. We, uh, we work together for a basketball team that some folks around here might remember, the Seattle Supersonics. I, I remember them. Once upon a time, and I have, I've known Jason now in the capacity of being a parent for the last few years, uh, being a parent at sporting events and seeing him watching his kids. Now he's a coach, and now he's undefeated. So, Jason, welcome to the world of Wesco Coaching and your son Ben is sitting next to you. He's a senior. But you and I were talking earlier. This might have been a job you would have taken had Ben been in seventh grade or if Ben was 25 years old and raising kids of his own. What was it about the Edmonds one-way job, and why, uh, why, why now? Yeah, hey, Steve. This is great being here with you. You know, this opportunity just kind of came at, at perfect timing for me. It was a total uh, benefit and icing on the cake that Ben happened to be a senior when this job came open, um, you know, living in the community and being a local coach for Snow King and FC Edmonds basically since 2008 when Ben started playing. You know, I have close ties to the soccer community in Edmonds and especially the high school. Both my kids are athletes there. Um, so when this job uh, came open, I just went for it. You know, it was something that I really wanted to do. Having um, been on the team as a bonus, but also having coached many of the kids, maybe half the team in some capacity over the years in club soccer, uh, you know, was a mo another motivating factor for me. I wanted, uh, especially these seniors, to really go out on a high note, and I, I, I felt like I, I had the right mindset and the right, um, you know, mix to make that happen. Well, I think sometimes we forget about that that factor in that. 
we think it's nice that you get to coach your kid, but at the same time, if you grew up in that community, which your kids have, it also means that you have familiarity with so many of those players trying to learn a new system and learn who these guys are on the fly rather than being able to say, you know, you're looking at somebody like, I don't know, maybe a Victor, maybe Edgar who are in the room here, or other players, and knowing that you know of their games a little bit, and in some ways you've probably molded their games, I've got to think that makes this job a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, you know, Edgar and I haven't talked about it too much, but, you know, Edgar's one of my guys. I've known Edgar, uh, you know, maybe for 10 years now, cumulatively. We He maybe stopped playing for my teams maybe five years ago, but even so, once you're one of my kids, one of your, uh, one of my players, you're always one of my guys. So there's several instances like that on the roster. So it's really fun to kind of get back with kids like Edgar and get back to coaching with them again. It's awesome. Okay. Let's go ahead and meet the guys here real quick. We're going to start by having you give us your name, what year you are in school and what position you play on the field. Um, I am Ben Hansen. I am a senior and I play forward. So, Ben, we just talked to Dad a moment ago there about coaching you and coaching some of your friends. What has this transition been like for you? Obviously, you've played for your dad before. We should bring that up. You played for your dad's uh, FC team. You've played probably, I would imagine, when you were a little guy for Dad. But now that it's at the high school with that Edmonds Woodway name on the jersey, what has this experience been like for you? Oh, it's been amazing. I I love having my dad as a coach, and uh, when this having this opportunity is very fun. And it's really um, made me appreciate it. Yeah. Does it mean that there's a lot more soccer talk in the car on the way home from practice yes, or games? And definitely. is that a good thing? Do you enjoy that? Oh, I, I love it. We At home, we're just constantly strategizing, always talking about what we can do and scouting what, what, what the next team will bring. And it's really fun to have that. Okay, let's go ahead and meet the guy right next to you here. Go ahead. Your name, uh, what position you play, and what, uh, what year you are. All right, so I am Victor Ibarra. I am a senior, and I play forward, a striker. Victor, how much are you enjoying this year? I mean, obviously, it's your, your senior year, undefeated. How much fun has it been? It's been a lot of fun, actually. I was going to ask Coach this question, but maybe I'll ask one of you guys. This is a team that had success last year, but not on this level. Right. For you guys to be at the top of the standings right now, undefeated, what do you attribute a lot of that to? What's been the biggest difference this year than maybe what you saw your past couple of years? I feel like um, – being in the attack, we've been in the attack a lot more than the last couple years, for sure. And that's helped. It's been the oh, biggest yeah. difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's meet the guy right next to you here. Yeah, uh, I'm Edgar Cabrera. Uh, I'm a senior, and I play like the six, uh, the midfield. Okay, so Edgar, you're kind of, are you kind of the guy that goes all over the field? Do you do you have free reign to kind of run wherever you need to? Yeah, I mean, I try to start from the back and try to build up the play and try to feed like Victor and Ben and the rest of the guys. So what has the year been like for you? And, and w w let me ask you this. What were the expectations for this team coming in this year? I mean, again, you've got Shorecrest, you've got Shorewood, and you've got so many other programs in this league that are historically have been really good. What, what were you thinking for your own team, and have you exceeded a lot of your own expectations maybe? Yeah, I mean, I think that we all knew that talent-wise uh, we were going to be pretty good. It was all about seeing how we would uh, play with each other. And I think it's shown in the games that, you know, the chemistry is definitely there along with the talent. And, uh, yeah, just it's been, it's been fun playing out with the guys. Okay, let me have you guys as players talk about each other for a moment. Rather than ask you how, how great you are, I want you to tell me about your teammates. Ben, you're sitting next to Victor. Tell me about Victor the player and maybe Victor the teammate as well. Um, well, Victor, Victor's a very good leader. Um, our huddles before games, he always leads the cheer and gets us going. 
and out on the out on the field Victor Victor is lethal with his shots and finishing he really if you have if you set him up he's gonna finish he's super reliable in that way and it's really fun to play with him so is there a set cheer or what, what what's, what's your what's <laughs> well, your favorite cheer it's it's just like a one two three warriors it's not very it's not very oh it's special. not you're not dancing around and doing no backflips. not really oh, okay. I mean we like have our arms around each other and we're 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 all together in that moment but it's it's a pretty basic cheer so you mentioned Victor's a leader Vic, Victor is that something that comes natural to you is that something that sports is kind of helped build in and instill into you where where does that come from oh yeah for sure um, definitely my coaches from the past um, my dad as well he's taught me to be a leader. In that way. And it seems to be working. You guys are doing all right, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so, Victor, tell me a little bit about Edgar. Oh, I mean, I can say the same thing. He's a, he's a great leader, um, gets the team moving, um, and player-wise, he distributes the ball really well, has a good vision, good touch, and um, he can finish. How, in, how important is his position on the field? Oh, um really important actually um you can just tell the difference if he's just not on the pitch and, and whether he is or isn't out there you, you know it oh yeah for okay sure. mm -hmm. edgar i'm gonna have you swing back around tell me about ben yeah i mean i think ben is just a guy that you can really rely on like like 10 out of 10 times if ben's one-on-one -on -one, you know i want him to go at the defender and because i know he can beat him out of 10 times maybe eight so he's definitely a guy that you can rely on and he's a guy that lets uh his game talk you know like he, he like verbally he's not doing a lot of talking but his game just just shows that in in that way so yeah coach we got three mature guys in here three guys that are very impressive just to kind of talk to him in the room here how much have you enjoyed coaching this team this year and what's been maybe one of the expectations that maybe they've surpassed at even in your own eyes i mean going into the season obviously you had a vision as to what this might be but is there anything you've seen out there where you thought well maybe i wasn't seeing that early on and now i am and i'm kind of enjoying that yeah, you know, one thing I would say, we have great senior leadership. One thing that struck me right from the beginning is how strong our junior class is, too. We have another class of leaders just under these guys. So collectively, we have 16 kids on the varsity roster, and it is such a solid do-the-right-thing group. They're really playing for each other. The cohesion from day one has just been spot on. And I think having not only just kids in the senior leadership group to look up to, but even as juniors, to have that group be so strong, not only is it benefiting us this year, but I'm, you know, I'm frankly excited for next year as well. We're, we're going to have a great run over the next couple of years. Wesco team, Wesco league rather, that's pretty tough top to bottom. I mean, there are certain teams we've kind of come to expect them up there. I already mentioned the two shoreline schools. Uh, Marysville Pilchuck always has a strong program. Coach Hope and Monroe, they finished third at state last year. There's Arlington, Cascade, uh, some of the other schools in the Edmonds School District. You guys played Cedarcrest the other day. They're winless. They they are zero wins, seven losses, two ties in league play. It was 0-0 with about 10 minutes to go. And you and I were talking a few minutes ago. The fact that you got tested a little bit may not be the worst thing in the world for this team either, right? Tell me a little bit about your philosophy there. Yeah, you know, we at the end of that game, you know, we came away with a 1-0 victory. We scored late in the game. And for me, having to battle tooth and nail with another team like that for the full 80 minutes is exactly what I want for a coach. You know, we want those experiences to get a little bit battle-tested prior to going into the playoff season, you know. And, and I think it was a learning experience for us, too, to not pay too close of attention to the standings. Obviously, Cedar Crest has a lot of talent. 
super tough team. They've obviously had some unlucky finishes, um, but for us to have to dig deep and stay collectively together was so important. It's something I can draw on in the future if we come up with into a situation where we're battling another team, we can always reference that Cedar Crest experience. So it was great for me from a coaching perspective. That was Friday night at home. Ben, am I, do I have this correct? I think you had the winning goal in that game, right? Uh, yes, yes, I did. So tell me about tell me about the play. One of these guys, I think, assisted on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Victor had a Victor flicked the ball on, and I just had a one on one with the one on one with the goalie. Finished it with the left. It was, it was a great moment. Well, and Victor, we were talking a minute ago about Edgar setting you guys up, but sometimes it's the forwards setting one another up too. So how much pride do you take in that moment when you get a chance to assist? And maybe I'll ask Ben the same question in a minute, but for you to be able to assist on that play, take me through the play and what that meant to you. Um, okay, so I had the ball. Um, there was a defender right next to me, cut it to the left, and I saw Ben on the left wing. So I, I, I knew that if I flicked it over the defender – Ben would just be there and once that ball went through that defender I just immediately knew that Ben was going to finish because he's such a good finisher and when that ball went hit the net it was just such an amazing feeling because you know 1-0 after being um, or after having a tough game it it felt nice yeah I can imagine and Ben for you um, you're at home it's Edmond Stadium kind of a cool environment anyway so late in the game on a Friday night how much fun is that when that ball goes into the back of the net and you know that, hey, we probably have this at this point now? That's really fun. That's 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 why you play. That's that's the moments I live for. Like like immediately I just I'm I'm a pretty small guy and I just got I just got hugged by everyone and I j I couldn't see anything and it was just, just pure joy. I can imagine. Um when Ben scored that goal, I hugged him and I said, I love you, Ben. I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, what, that's what sports are all about right there. Ben, tell me a little bit about some of the, the players on this team. Let's have you talk about your goalkeeper who hasn't given up much in the way of goals this year as well as your defensive players. Give us some names and what uh, their contributions have been. Oh, yeah. Well, our goalie is Gabriel Wilhelm. He was he was first team all Wesco last year. He is really solid. He He just rarely makes any mistakes. Like, you can trust him to be back there, and he's also good with his feet which helps helps us build the attack from the back. And then we also we have a really good defense group. Uh, we have our center backs, Kincaid Sun and Anthony Caesar, and both of them are really solid. I can Kincaid's really loud and a leader, which is really helpful from a center back. And Anto, Anto just Anto just doesn't make mistakes. He he rarely gives the ball up and you can always trust him to get the ball back if there's a attacker coming at him. And then we also have our outside backs. Um, we have Alex Bryan, Richard Duncan, Christopher Herr, um, uh, Hector Prez as well. Um, all those guys are really solid, and they're also good at getting into the attack. Um, like Richard especially, um, he takes a lot of our free kicks, and he ha- he's had quite a few assists on the season. He'll You can trust him to get the ball in. And the biggest part is it's really nice to have – everyone on the field be be able to like dribble and do moves like every everyone is effective with the ball which makes it so that the whole team can have cohesion as you're trying to score definitely and now edgar let me have you talk a little bit about the midfielders who's there with you yes so it's obviously uh, it's me uh andrew montero uh and Anand ragu and i think uh you know both of them are great players uh on in he's he's a guy that's going to go into every tackle like he's going to give you 110 percent all the time he's he's a guy that rarely stops running 
and then you have a- Andrew who's he has such a good shot on him you know um, I think he's more of an attacking player like like a, an attacking mid so he's he's trying to get up he's he's trying to um, not only go to goal but also uh, find players like Victor and the rest of our attackers so it's it's good to have them out there and then we have uh, we, off the bench we have a really good um, we have really good backups like Alex Plumis he's he's only a sophomore but sometimes you, you can't even tell he's a sophomore and then yeah I think it's great to have um, those guys out there like side side by side and uh, yeah okay now well, let's go up to the front line v- Victor I don't know if we saved you anybody you play forward Ben plays forward a- anybody else we need to mention oh there? yeah for sure <laughs> um uh, we have Isaac Pereno. He's really good with the ball. Um, quick feet, very agile. He has a really good shot on him. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, he's our top goal scorer right now. Yeah, um, and we have Andrew Montero sometimes playing on the left wing. If he's not in the midfield, he's, um, like Edgar said, he's really good with his feet. Um, agile, um, has a good shot on goal. And then we have Ben. Um, playing either the left wing, right wing, striker, whatever it is, he can play it all. Um, and, and that just comes back to me. Coach, did we get everybody in there? That's that's a lot of guys. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we didn't forget about Anthony Pellegrini, who we affectionately call Pelly on the team. He's right. kind of my utility guy. Yeah. Quite honestly, and, and one of my old club players, he literally can play any position basically on the field. And so he's our backup goalie. He um, shares some of the time with Edgar at the six. I'll play him out at outside back on defense. I wouldn't hesitate at all to put him up on the wing if need be. So, yeah, we can't forget about him. Edgar, did we forget about anyone else? Oh, no, I was just gonna. Uh, I was gonna add on to uh, Pelly. I think he's like he's one of those players where, like, he's not gonna do anything flashy, but he do- he does like the little things right. So, like. Like the five yard passes, ten yard passes, he's gonna hit all of those. And defensively, he's like, he's he's going into every tackle and trying to get the ball back as soon as he can. Um. Yeah. Okay. And then one more one more player. I think I th- I think we've got everyone except um Ali Algainum as well off the bench. He he brings a lot of energy and intensity to the field when he when he comes on and um really provides for us as well. So everybody has their role. It sounds like you got a little bit of everything, which is what contributes and what makes a really good team and that's what ultimately can win championships right there coach i want to ask you about your staff too your first year coach again this year who do you have working with you right now sure so fantastically uh gary shane came aboard uh, previously a jv coach over at issaquah um during this off season you know he raised his hand and wanted to kind of get into coaching edmonds woodway um, it has been fantastic working with Gary at the JV level. He also does scouting for me during uh, our games that we're playing and comes and commiserates with me at halftime and with the players and stays the second half to, uh, to work out some of the kinks and some of the strategy we need to focus on. Uh, we also, I want to make sure we mention Kaya Hayes. He's our boy. He's our, yeah, our, yeah. our team manager, but also... You got three nodding heads, by the way. We said <laughs> yeah, Kaya's Kaya, name, so that's Kaya's very with instrumental, every, obviously. Yeah, yeah Kaya's with us uh, every step of the way. And then I, I have some volunteer staff, Eric Foy and Andy Anthony, who uh, they do some scouting for me and also some videography as well. And they they come out at games and sometimes help in assistant roles too. Okay, I warned you I was going to ask you this next question earlier. I know it's it's a media question more than a coach question. You guys play Linwood tomorrow. Linwood, they have some talent. They, they can get it done. And you know you're going to have to bring your A game. I get that. But the game 
from our standpoint that's shooting off at our radar is the one on Friday. We got two teams, Edmonds Woodway and Shorewood, meeting at Edmonds Woodway High School. The battle of the undefeateds. Neither team has lost a game this year. You both sit high atop the uh, the West Coast 3A standings. You're both 10-0. and 0. What kind of a game are we expecting on Friday? You know, I would say that we expected to be in a position like this, and I will venture to guess that Shorewood similarly expected to be in the position that we're about to be in on Friday. As you might imagine, as a coach, we are focused primarily on Linwood. Fair enough. Obviously. <laughs> However, when we get to Friday, that's a game that I think a lot of people have circled on their calendars. But the reality is, is this season is a journey. And Friday's game is just one little chapter in this journey. Win or lose, we're going to have a lot of soccer left to play uh, even after that game. So we have big opponents the following week in Arlington Monroe. So we're kind of running through the gauntlet here in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a good test for us. Um, we kind of know what we need to focus on with Shorewood, but I think because we have such a multiplicity of attack and so many different ways to hurt teams that um, it's gonna, we're going to be a tough challenge for any team. Well, we we're asked, looking forward to it. We asked the baseball players the same thing. I'm going to ask you guys, too. Your favorite player, all-time player, pro player. Victor, we'll start with you. Oh, my all-time uh, player would be Lionel Messi. He's just a fantastic guy, you know. Never go wrong there. <clears throat> Edgar, what about you? Um, I'm going to have to go with his rival, you know, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I know he was just a guy that I grew up watching, and it was just a joy to see him play. And I mean, he's still playing, not his top level, but it, it, he's, he's a great player. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to be pretty basic, but go with Messi as well, like Victor. Um, I, I like to think that I've modeled my game after him. I'm not left-footed. Um, I'm, I'm a righty, but like with the way that I dribble and um, can distribute and can do kind of anything on the field, I I like to think that I'm like Messi. I wear number 10. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's some similarities there, and I just love I just love to watch how unique he is on the field and how there's just there's no one like Messi. Coach, Coach, how about you? Well, you know what? I was actually thinking of coaches, if that's all right. So <laughs> Pep, Pep at Man City, just the the big picture coaching that Pep does and the overall management of of that program and that team at Man City, I, I take a special interest in kind of the big-name coaches and how they manage their careers and, and manage their players. Tom, you've used that question over the years. I don't think we've ever had a coach take it in that direction and no. mention his favorite coach. I like that. So. I do too. Well done, Jason. <laughs> hey, I did want to ask you guys a little bit before we go to, what does the future look like for you? Ben, we should point out too, a three-sport athlete and kind of unique. I don't think I've seen this combo very often, if at all. Your tennis, you were a member of the doubles team, you and Drew Warner, on a really, really strong Edmonds Woodway team, maybe the best team in, in all of the area here. Uh, you guys were the number two doubles team. You and Drew were also the starting guards on the basketball team at Edmonds Woodway. So you've got tennis, soccer, basketball. Um, what, do, what do you want to do in the future? Have you kind of decided? Or do you want to play sports eventually as you move on to college? Or what, what are you thinking? Well, I've decided um, that I probably won't um, go go to try to play sports. I, I want to do some business or sports management in the future in college. I, I think I'm likely going to go to – I haven't fully committed yet, but I think I'm likely going to go to Washington State University for that. Um, yeah, and I think that my experiences as a three-sport athlete um, have prepared me for a possible 
role in like sports management or business, which is, I mean, it's kind of like what my dad has done in mm-hmm. the past, which um, I really like and what, what you you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I did want to ask you too, because I've, I've kind of been told through the grapevine that tennis was kind of something you and Drew just thought, we don't have anything else to do in the fall, let's play some tennis. So how, how much fun have you had your senior year playing all these sports? We always hear about specialization and whatnot. You guys have kind of come out and maybe in some ways kind of gone outside your comfort zones a little bit. How much, uh, gratif- how gratifying has that been for you over the last few months? Yeah, no, freshman year, Drew and I um, and uh, a couple of our friends, including Grant Oliver, he's going to state for tennis, and he just started mm-hmm. as a freshman. Um, the three of us just decided we wanted to do a fall sport. We're not football players, and I didn't want to do cross country either. Um, and so we decided to, and we just the athletes that we are, we just slowly got better until we we were on varsity and kind of rolling there. And then basketball, I've I've played basketball my whole life, and my dad actually coached me in basketball for for a lot of years as well up until up until middle school. Um, but yeah, ba- basketball and soccer have always been pretty even for me for which one I thought I would want to do or um, which one I'm more focused on. So being able to do both and do both at a high level um, throughout high school has been really fun and rewarding. Nice. Victor, what about you? What's the future hold for you? What would you like to do? Um, I am currently talking to, to some college coaches, but um, if that doesn't work out, then um, you know maybe soccer might not be it. Um, Certainly open to it, though, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Edgar, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I might just uh, focus on school. Uh, you know, I'd love to play soccer, but I think uh, my f- main uh, focus is going to be school and college. Not not decided yet on where, but uh, hopefully soon. Impressive, especially when you got three guys here who have led their team to a 10-0 season, and none of them are even talking about college soccer. So uh, impressive that you guys have some priorities set there, too. One last question here, too, before we go. Jason, your daughter, Janie, is a freshman at Edmonds Woodway. She's also a three-sport athlete. How's, how crazy and surreal has it been for you and your wife this year to be able to take in Ben and Janie's journeys together and being able to go back and forth between all these sporting events, and now you're coaching as well. Are you, are you taking these little photos in your head and trying to capture all these moments along the way? Or? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to live in every moment that we're having. And being a sports guy, as you might imagine, this is a dream come true. I couldn't have asked for anything more from my two kids be so involved in so many sports and it just you know it draws my tie to Edmonds Woodway even closer because I have kids playing all these sports wearing the green and purple of the school and you know it's really been a dream come true especially this year having both kids at the school yeah we should mention that Janie soccer basketball and track so and you also coach her in soccer that's right yeah FC Edmonds busy busy folks you're busy family busy guys a team that's having a lot of success Edmonds one way again 10 wins zero losses zero ties in Wesco play you can watch them on Tuesday night and I just pulled up my uh, I just had the screen go down on me that game is at Linwood High School 7.30 tomorrow night, and then Friday, the Battle of the Undefeated, 7.30, Edmonds Woodway and Shorewood over at Edmonds Woodway High School. Strongly encourage folks to get out there and watch those games this week. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. The Let's talk about today's show. Brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, Snohomish County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, by Most Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Community Transit, 
the law office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. And Stu- Steve, who did we have on the show tonight? On the show tonight, we were talking a little Lake Stevens baseball earlier. Cole Becker, T.K. Perkins, and Colin, I hope I say your last name right, Bezizo. We then talked to Dave Weller, the track and field coach over at Snohomish High School. They've got the Easton Invitational coming up this weekend. Again, another great opportunity for folks to get out there. 1,400 athletes on Saturday over at Snohomish High School. And then we just heard from the Edmonds Woodway soccer team, boys soccer team. They're undefeated. Get out and watch them. Jason Hansen, Ben Hansen, Victor and Edgar uh, having a great season so far. There you go. That is it for Steve Willits. I'm Tom Lafferty. Prep Sports Weekly. We'll be back with you one week from tonight, 7 o'clock right here on KRKL. Thanks for being with us. And good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO. To laugh, and when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good in a special way. I'm in love, and it's a sunny day. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. Good day, sunshine. We take a walk. The sun is shining down Burns my feet as they touch the ground Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Good day sunshine Then we lie a shady tree I love her and she's loving me she feels good she knows she's looking fine I'm so proud to know that she is mine good day sunshine good day sunshine good day sunshine The Beatles, Good Day Sunshine.